that's told he has to go home and then he, he takes the book and he, you know he's uh, he's trying to he he knows how much charge he has at that point that's a good point so from there we get another meet meet cue with Winnie and Kevin hi 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 again mm-hmm. the, they're triple high four <laughs> I oh, counted four oh you, the, oh you counted four Good, good they for you. they both they both said hi twice and then Kevin said hi like he usually says hi the second time and then Winnie also says hi and then what you want to do which is more or less the breaking but well no no because th- this is something I wrote I wrote down they she goes do you want to do something tomorrow and he goes yeah and then she goes I'm home at three and then Paul says Kevin are you coming. And then they go, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. This is the, this is happens a lot in the 80s and 90s. I guess because you didn't have phones and you just assumed you'd be meeting up. But they never made any plans. They, he, she just said, I'm home at 3. And then nothing else was said. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just, just pop out wherever you want to pop out and then maybe we'll hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was, that's always my pet peeve. Just like when on TV shows, when, it, when the characters would finish a call... And instead of saying bye, they just hang up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a cliffhanger. I, I don't know where that is coming from. Except the fact that they know who each other are as people. Well, apparently they only could be in one spot. That Harper's Woods is the only place they hang out, really. No, yes, but they live so close together that they could just walk outside and see each other instantly. And this was to be. This was the first episode they they walked to Harper's Woods together. Like last episode was even more confusing that they met up at the same spot yeah. because they didn't walk there together. No. And she had she was there before him, so he just assumed she'd be there. Maybe that's the only place they they hang out. Yeah. So well, maybe it's only one location that they were they they ever have hung out at. So he just assumed in time. But this episode, they were clearly both walking together, so... Yeah, they, well, we saw a scene of them walking together. That means they're on the same page with things. So from here, we get another break from the Brian Cooper Winnie stuff, and we go to Kevin's room, and Wayne sees them with with the, the first book. He sees them with the first book, because they haven't went to Dutton's yet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hot, pretty hot. And uh, this is where we, we get the start of the baseball metaphors, which I, I, I've i heard of the baseball metaphors, but I really didn't know what was each base. I just know that home run is the full kabam. I still think it's up for grabs. Like, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Well, they explained to us that, um, Kevin explains to us, uh, when Wayne asked if he's been to second base, Kevin says, most girls our age have, don't have any second bases. So we knew it, what it was from there. It's obviously boobs. Mm-hmm. And um, from Wayne, this is where it gets confusing with Wayne and why he's my worst character of the episode, spoiler alert, is he tells them to get the book. And, and then later on, he does the exact opposite and takes the book and says, it, and she's shocked they have the book. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, which we both know is a lie, pros go on instinct for himself. There's no way he's a pro. The twelve-year-olds probably have more experience than him. No, oh, they do. I mean, look at him. He's freaking putting uh, food in his ears and yeah. his mouth. Yeah, that's not a guy who has experience on anything. Sexually. That's a guy who says says one thing and does another. Oh, for sure. Really? So, what did you think of that scene in Kevin's room? Well, I think 
Wayne wants his authority back as an older brother. And that's why he takes the book. So right. So probably he saw them with the book and he said, I need to have control of this whole thing. I think he feels threatened at that point because they he understands that they're getting smarter, but he doesn't know how smart they are because they already have this book. Yeah. So he's just he's, he has to take it because he doesn't know what's going to happen next. So from there we go. They, they say we're pros too, but then they run as fast as they can to Dutton's as if they're being chased. They run there and then they run home. So I don't know why they ran there. Because it's a bookstore. Why do they... There's, they don't know... No one knows they're going to buy the book yet. No. So they go to Dutton's and there's this old man there that looks at them strangely. I don't know why. They walked into the store and the old man was looking at them. as like, this is a store, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think the old man was in their shoes at one point. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think so. So, um... Especially if they ran through the door and they had... They had this idea in their head and... Like, it, it would have shown in some way in some way of body language but this was confusing to me they the book the, the where the the book was placed it was like a center table so if it was at uh chapters in canada it would be the center table right when you walk in the cash register was right across we we we, we pan over to the books to the everything i want need to know about sex but Frey was task and then we pan back over to the ca- the cashier it's a woman now. This is this is the like the third or fourth time that there there's a pan over and someone's there. Like it's it's weird. They like mm-hmm. why oh, not? This, yeah, this is not, like a thriller. Part time thriller. Why not start with the? Why not just have the woman the whole time? What was the point of having the guy there, and then suddenly the woman's there? Well, despite this being true or not, because that that was kind of a fuzzy scene. But I think it was more or less either Kevin's perspective or Kevin and. You think um, Kevin imagined the guy there? Kevin and Paul. They they imagined the guy. Like, I mean, there it's possible that both of them were working, right? Oh, true. Putting I didn't even think way, of it like that. Let's say one of them had to go put a book away, then one of them all, all of a sudden walked away, and then she would have been there. Like, there was a number of scenarios that would have made sense, but I agree with you. That was a bit of a quick turnaround. So, from there, they, they go, they run over to... Uh, which would probably be like the, what do you call it? Non, the historical nonfiction section, and they grab a book. I can get the name of the first book because they said it so fast. But they grabbed that book and Paul's, Paul, and then Kevin Gr- said, "Okay, we'll grab War and Peace as well." Mm-hmm. War and Peace. Which I mean, I guess if you really want. Well- if you don't want to have a book about sex, grab War and Peace because <laughs> I guess everyone, I guess War and Peace would be like uh, Jane Austen type stuff, like Emma or uh, that type of material. Well, that was a very quick grab. Well, that, it, was, that was an instinctive grab. Well, every bookstore has a hundred copies of War and Peace. I think that's Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. So from there, they go up to, they, they were about to go up to the cash register. That's when they sit, they find a they say a lady. So, yep. so Kevin decided as again as now is not getting the book. Up to that point, Kevin's like, okay, it's a lady. We we just can't get the book. But from there, Paul's like, no. And then he zips up up his sweater. He's like, it's everything we need to know about sex. He says the book title. <laughs> He's so serious. That's when I like started liking Paul. So, what do you think of that scene? 
Yeah, that really, really captures who Paul is up until that point, and we don't know who he is. Like he's just, he's just uh, Kevin's friend, but we don't know how well they're even friends. And uh, I mean, clearly, well, clearly they're good friends because the only time we see Paul is with Kevin. Right, and I know they're good friends, but it's just the. Um, the friendship level of well I know what you're gonna do next type of friendship and I think it just goes to a different level with who they think each other are when Paul does that act and it's just a shocker for Kevin and it's just it says a lot of things about Paul really like he uh, I mean we we don't see a lot happen with Paul outside of going to Kevin's house and hanging out. Right. So that... No, I see a, what you're meaning. It's a big, really character break for Paul. So the last thing I have for that scene is he got th- he got he got three books for seven ninety five, which I'll grab my calculator. Because there was three books there. What, and the, we know the sex book was new because front table books are always new. When you get a, a circular table and it's stacked and it's that way. So seven ninety five divided by three. So that's two sixty five a book. I, I thought it was just two books that they got because remember Paul had the other book. In oh, two books. Okay, yeah. that that I forgot. So it's it's three something. It's still it's yeah. It's cheap. You're lucky. You're lucky if you can get a book for fifteen dollars. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's... Let's see what the flat that is in 1968. Inflation rate. Well, this is fun. I'm searching up stuff on a podcast. That's okay. That's the way to do it. Inflation to U.S. Because I want to see how much that would be in today's terms. Well, most books are at least $10. Sometimes 20 I mean, when I go to a bookstore, I don't see many books under $15. So... Item for seven ninety five. So, uh, I if I purchase a book in nineteen sixty eight for seven ninety five, that that same item would be would cost fifty eight dollars and seventy five cents today. So it so if a book that was expensive for a book back then. Yeah. So set fifty if that would be equivalent to buying. Like one of those hardcover big Marvel books yeah. that has all the characters. But in putting it. that in perspective, that's almost like buying two twenty, twenty-five, thirty-dollar books. Yeah. Right. That's that's basically what they were paying is twenty-five bucks a book. But jeez, just still expensive. So they run home after they steal the book, for and they when once they get home, they hide the book under the bed because it's dinner time, and. Uh, Paul does a horrible job of making them look not suspicious because he runs home. I don't even think he gets home. He runs back and asks, and Norma goes, "You couldn't have possibly run home." And he's like, "I couldn't have," <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. yeah, it's like Paul has his own mind now. He's really thinking like a true person would, as opposed to just a little kid who has. Well, he's to not reacting what happens to Doug. There's a lot in this episode, and he almost made my my favorite character but not quite um 
he he he's we there's a lot of scenes where she, usually we see Kevin in the last episode when we saw Kevin. Uh, I mean, when we saw Paul, Kevin was with him in the scene. There's plenty of times where Kevin, where Paul, Kevin wasn't in the scene. It was just Paul, Paul saying something. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So from there, uh, Kevin has to do the dishes. He does it in four seconds. And they get into the room, and this is where what confused me, because Wayne told them to buy this book, and Wayne steals the book, but told, and then and then goes back into his episode one saying, "Are you gonna try this on Winnie?" So I think what, that's why Wayne was the worst character because I, I'm fine with Wayne bullying Kevin, but like, make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, for me. Uh this may or may not make sense, but I think whether whether Wayne knows it or not, he's really pushing Kevin to be the person that Kevin wants to be, or the adult person that Kevin wants to be. And Wayne still sees Kevin as a little kid, even though he's not making little kid choices like going to buy a book about this. And then, like, this is all a big shock for Wayne. So when he does that, it's more of a reaction, which is good. It's good for Kevin because it makes him grow up faster. Right. In that sense. No, that makes sense. It makes a lot of but sense. But then again, that does diminish Wayne's character. So we we get Norma coming in, and this is where Norma became my favorite character of the episode. When she when she said sent Paul home. Paul first of all Paul then Paul has a hilarious scene where he takes the book. And she stops the door. <laughs> and she gets the book. And she says she's disappointed. Not because you have the book. But because you went into my room. And that was the, a plot <laughs> twist. Because we know. We just watched him get the book. Yeah. So that means she has her own book. Which is... And whole, her own sex problems. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I didn't even think of it like that. But that's true. She has her own sex problems. I guess... I Hopefully we can explore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Up until that point, I really didn't see Norma. Is that her name? Her mother's name? Yeah, Norma. I didn't see her as really a person with any problems. Like, she just seemed like the perfect mother figure with getting this and that all kind of done. Well, we haven't gotten much with the parents. This, no. is the f- this episode, we got a lot from Norma. Next episode's called My Father's Office, which I'm assuming we'll get a lot of it from Jack Arnold. Because hmm. he's the father. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see both the parents. And then, and then that which is funny is I'm assuming Angel, it would have to be about Winnie or uh, Karen because those are the only two girls on the show. So we go, we 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 end that plot by by Kevin basically saying she never mentioned my book, I never mentioned her book, which was just a fairly good way to end that storyline. And uh, Winnie and Kevin are walking to Harper's Woods. Which we know is which. Which she says it was placed. They both knew it was the place to make out. Which is interesting that they uh, they never mentioned that the first episode. So maybe maybe they maybe after they kissed they just assumed it was the place to make out. Well, I I think it would have had to like they they would have had to both have thought that idea of them reconnecting more or less because. Despite them knowing each other, they're, they're, like they're not even friends at this point. They were friends, and then they kind of lost touch for and three now, years. Yeah, and now they're reconnecting, 
but reestablishing themselves and their relationships. So that's not only a big step, but they're reestablishing uh, kind of the next steps to go forward. And now that they know they enjoy each other's company and they've kissed once, um, I think it's a very grown-up decision of, for both of them that they didn't kiss again. <laughs> but because they made that decision, I think, in this episode, because Kevin almost does kiss her. Like, it was really close, and even though it didn't happen, it was, um, it was in both their heads that they didn't have to do that. And that benefited both of them. Like, they ended up swinging at the end of the episode. And that was... That brought their relationship to a new dynamic. And I just thought, this episode has multiple meanings. Swinger. We we swing from the stuff... We swing from Brian Cooper to more of uh, adult stuff after he dies with this sex book. We swing back to uh, Brian Cooper stuff with Winnie. So that's another meaning of this episode. So we we get we had another instance of Kevin and and Winnie being awkward together. We get what do you want to do? 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 Yeah. And Winnie is the one who decides yeah. to swing. I always forget that Winnie usually just follows what Kevin wants to do, but she took a stand yeah. to swing. Yeah, I think at that moment she finally realized that they were very mutual in what they wanted to do. Yeah. So that's really the end of the episode t- today. We're going to go into our best character, worst character, best minor character, and worst minor character, and uh, then our rating at the end. So, Ryan, best character? Well, my best major character was the bookstore clerk. That's not the major character. <laughs> that's got to be a minor. No, it is a minor character. Go to your best. There, there is another character. So, you have two minor... Who's your best major character? Uh, can't read my own writing. You can't read your own <laughs> let writing. Me, let me stand up. You read. <laughs> okay. So I... Yeah, the bookstore I, character... The bookstore clerk is not a major character. No, but <laughs> may, I think I put that because she did a major plot twist. Okay, I'm gonna... Because all of a, no, all of a sudden, they they both got scared, and then <laughs> and then Paul did his big you know, book-stealing scene. And I, th- I just think because that turned Paul into a different character, that was a big thing that she did. Even though she wasn't a main character. Yeah, but, but that's... You put major character, <laughs> and then you write a character who was in the, the, the show. Well, or I'm two. sorry. And then for the worst character, Sheesh. and for the worst major, you have Brian Cooper. Yeah. But Brian Cooper's not a major character. Brian Cooper's dead. No, but he could have been. <laughs> he doesn't matter if he could have been. Oh, no, I, I put him as a minor character. But then I crossed him out. And, put... <laughs> <laughs> and then for best, you have best minor. You find, you got one right. Coach Cutler. Hey, one, one out of four ain't bad. <laughs> it's 25%. So, um, I'll go into my list, because I'm not sure about your list. So, my best character was Norma Arnold. I thought she... We really got to know her more. Paul closed second for my best. Worst character was Wayne. They really just... He was all over the place. And my best minor character was Coach Cutlip. Because he's a riot. And actually, my worst minor character was the bookstore clerk. 
The way, and I put both because I didn't like either. Hmm. Why did you say worst? Why do you think she's the worst? Because I felt like she first of all she she like she had a lot of questions for a bookstore clerk. She the character was just very nosy. Well, yeah. And she she they gave her the twenty dollars and she's like you you get change. She's like mm-hmm. take the twenty dollars, lady. Yeah, but again, uh, well, she was nosy, but not only that, I think she checked them out before she, she even said that, because she, she, she was, like, looking at the at the money for, like, three seconds, and then they were already out the door, Then and then she yelled at them. I, I, I just thought that was a little bit of a messed up situation. So, based on our ratings, this episode did really well. You gave it a 8, I gave it an 8.5, 16.5. That based on last episode was a th- uh, thirteen out of twenty. This episode is sixteen and a half out of twenty. That's a comeback. That's it is a comeback. Though <laughs> we've only done two, so I don't know if I would call it a comeback. I call it a rise. Yeah. So thank you for watching. So next episode we'll have on for one hundred years podcast is my father's office. So look forward to that in the next while or so. And uh, I am Ryan, I am Spencer. <laughs> And I am Dr. Ryan Weber. Thank you for listening. Just Ryan Weber. Thank you for listening.